On today's episode of the Locked On Texan Podcast, we will talk to NFL draft prospect JoJo Doman out of Nebraska, and we'll hear from Texan legend Jonathan Joseph about the rebuilding process. But first... Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in Locked On Texans fans and listeners. I'm John Hickman. Of course, I'm joined by Cody Davis. I'm super excited for today's episode. A hump day edition of the Locked On Texans, right? And Cody had an opportunity to speak with Jonathan Joseph about the rebuilding process, and I think that's very important because some fans, you know, I think they are still stuck on the good years, the the happy days. If you guys remember the show Happy Days with Hinkley, uh, Henry Winkler, Winkler from back in the day when it was, you know, he was an old old high school person. I don't know how he was that old playing a high schooler, but I think a lot of Texan fans are still stuck on the number four, the number 10, the, the, the Carlos Hyde, Duke Johnson, uh, you know, the, the J.J. Watt days, and quite frankly, I'm here to say, get over it. It's long gone, and it's you time for the future. You can't just say get over it like get over that, John. It, man. You can't. Like I've been saying, they shouldn't even be in this position, but I understand the frustration. Get over it. Get over it. It's, it's, <laughs> it's gone. It's not coming back. DeAndre Hopkins is at, Hopkins is having a good time in or Arizona. Hmm. Uh, J.J. Watt is enjoying his, you know, his contract that he got. While he's chilling, he ain't playing. And uh, Carlos Hyde is getting carries over James Robinson in in Jacksonville. So get over all of that. It's time for the future. But Cody, Jonathan Joseph did have some interesting things to say. Let's talk about that. Yes, sir. And on Sunday, me and a couple other media members, we had an opportunity to talk to Houston Texans legend Jonathan Joseph, who was in attendance in the game um, in the loss against the Seattle Seahawks, which was I, I believe they the Texans called it the homecoming game. They had quite a they had like a handful of, of Texans legends in attendance. However, Jonathan Joseph served as the home field advantage captain and. During his media availability, when we had an opportunity to, to speak to him, um, Joseph talked about where the Houston Texans are right now. And he started talking about that this team, believe it or not, is actually on the course to put together a really good and a really solid rebuild for this organization. He said, first and foremost, the most one of the most important things that this organization has to do is make sure that they build a steady foundation. And not only that, they have to continue to put the right pieces together and make sure that fit. And the reason why I wanted to wanted to focus in on that last part of that quotes, making sure that you put together the right pieces and making sure that they fit, it kind of goes back to and it also shines light on the 2021 draft class that we, um, a lot of fans in the comments, fans on Twitter, a lot of people have found some type of hope in the 2021 draft class. I mean, hell, John, on Sunday after the game, we talked about the chemistry and the camaraderie that Davis Mills had with Brevin Jordan and Nico Collins. And that is very important because those three guys are going to be the foundational piece for this Houston Texans rebuild. And he also, I know you guys hate this as well, he also talked about the culture. And like I mentioned on yesterday, it does not matter 
how much you hate to hear that turn. And yes, I understand the Texans kind of made people just want to regurgitate every time they hear the word culture. And, and, and I'm one of them. But when you look at an NFL locker room or, or a sports locker room in general, it is very important that you have a solid culture around. And he went on to talk about when he joined this organization in 2011, it just so happened that was the same year that they also draft J.J. Watt. And he went on talking about how this team was able to establish a culture, establish a strong foundation, and they actually put together the right pieces. And that is why we saw this team win, what, five, six division titles, get to the playoffs, and actually had some of their best years, if not their best years, throughout the 2010s. And, I, John, like I said, I just wanted to touch on that really quick because, look, as we enter week 15 and as we get prepared for this toilet bowl between the Jacksonville Jaguars and the Houston Texans, both teams at 2-11, and, and, John, you also talked about how teams should let it go. And like I keep saying, um, how fans should let it go. And like I keep saying, you know, I understand the fans' frustration because at the end of the day, they should not be in this situation. But when you look at what the Texans are, when you when you when you put together all the BS aside and you take a look at the young guys that was that they were able to draft, and not only the 2021 draft class, you take a look at a guy like John Grenard, who is what probably arguably the face of this franchise as of right now. They do have young and talented players where in the next maybe two or three years, we'll look up and say the Houston Texans are back. Yeah, and I and I want to point out to the 2021 draft class. Mm -hmm. Cody, you received a tweet uh, talking about the 2021 draft class. And, you know, I want to look at Nico Collins. Nico Collins finally got the targets he deserved in the game, mm -hmm. which is something that you and I have both been discussing on this show. Ten targets on Sunday, caught five of them for 69 yards, and he had some great grabs on Sunday. Career highs, by the way, too. Career highs, by the way, you're right. One of those toe-tagging, uh, toe-dragging catches on the sideline. One of those rebounding go up overhead to catch type of catches on Sunday as well. We look at Roy Lopez and what he's meant for the interior defensive line for this team. You know, at one point he was one of the highest graded uh, interior defensive linemen in the NFL in his rookie year. And then I also look at Davis Mills, who has, you know, endured a lot, terrible offensive line play, uh, no, no running game to take away some of the pressure. So teams kind of know to get down in their box and throw exotic – uh, plays out and looks at you, you're going to get confused. And we know that Houston doesn't have a run game to take away from that, any of that confusion, right? But Davis Mills is a player who I think we talked about this yesterday. And you believe he can be a franchise quarterback? I have not seen enough. I haven't seen a win out of him, but I think he can be very good for Houston depending on circumstances. If they change the 2021 draft class, despite the free agencies that, that the free agents that came and went and cut and waved and all of that, you know, over those 70 some odd transactions, the 2021 has been a bright spot for Nick Casario, I think, so far. Always, you know, you always have to consider where he had to start the draft at. And I, and I think that is the first part of rebuilding. You work with what you have, get players that make sense now. That way, when it's time to continue to draft throughout the years, those holes are already uh, filled. And I do think that Nico Collins has the opportunity to be a very stellar number two receiver with an opportunity and chance, given his skill set, his frame to be a good number one receiver. And I look at Roy Lopez. I think Roy Lopez can add some things to his game, and he reminds me of a Vita Vea type of player. 
Do I think he's going to give Vita Vea type of numbers? No, not necessarily, but he can stuff the run, stuff that interior, and occasionally I believe he can, when he gets you know more acquainted with the NFL, give you a couple of sacks. So Houston has really drafted, I think, really well in this past draft. I look at Brevin Jordan, who they are very happy at the consistency of him getting better and better week by week, and I hope that this injury that took him out on Sunday doesn't hold him back from playing uh, for this Sunday against the Jacksonville Jaguars. They got some young, talented players, man. Mitchell Gennard. So the rebuilding process may be irritating. It, it may make some of the fans pissed off, don't want to watch the game, and you know don't even want to buy tickets when they're only $7. But realistically, just prepare yourselves, guys, ladies and gentlemen, and understand that we are in year one of six for cereal. Hmm. And, John, I also want to mention in, in regards to what else Jonathan Joseph had to talk about in terms of a rebuild, he actually gave the perfect example, and that was the late 2000s, the early 2010s Cincinnati Bengals. Of course, that's a team that he came from. And he talked about how it was a little bit similar to what the Houston Texans are going through. However, I don't think it, it went down this bad. Um, he, he was talking about how – his second to final year with the organization, they went like 10 and six and there was one of the up and coming teams in the AFC. And the following year they went four and 12. And it was just one of them situations where everybody wanted out of the organization, including Carson Palmer. And he said, the organization got rid of everybody, got rid of their management. And that's something that the Texans definitely need to do, get rid of certain people within that front office, but got rid of certain people within the front office. And within a year or two, they was back in the playoffs. And of course they ended up playing the Houston Texans. And that was the first time the Texans actually had an opportunity to win their very first playoff game. So I just wanted to throw that tidbit in there just to give fans some type of hope. Like, look, I know things look bad, but there are, there has been times in, in, in the past where a team has had to go through a rebuild like the Texans, and they, they actually ended up okay. Now, hopefully the Texans' rebuild lasts a little bit longer than Cincinnati's because I think that rebuild possibly only lasted for, what, three or four years? Then it was back in football hell once again after that. <laughs> I think it's very important that we continue this conversation about the rebuilding process. We will have – uh, Nebraska outside linebacker Jojo Doman, number 13, uh, on the show for today. Uh, I think an incredible interview. Uh, short, brief, but understanding where this player is wanting to go. We talked about the possibility of him playing in Houston. So don't go anywhere. Jojo Doman interview coming up next on the other side of Locked on Texas podcast. Before we get to the draft, Super Bowl 56 at SoFi is less than 100 days away and on location. The official hospitality partner of the NFL is the only place to score a once-in-a-lifetime Super Bowl ticket and experience package. Select your exact seats and choose from elite experiences featuring an inclusive pregame celebration with NFL legends, five-star LA hotels, and food by the great Wolfgang Puck. Visit onlocationexp.com SB56 for more information or search Super Bowl on location. And this is also the perfect time to talk about Stance Socks, one of my favorite socks out there that I love to get. Founded in 2019, Stance Apparel represents a radical reinvention of socks, but also underwear and active apparel. With a sharp focus on comfort, quality, and creativity, Stance brings an atypical aesthetic alongside of some of pop culture's hottest collaborators in the style game for the ultimate in style and self-expression because everything you wear should be a direct extension of who you are and how you feel 
Stance believes the perfect fit matters more than fitting in. That those who feel good do good. Go see for yourself. Register for an account at stands.com and get 15% off your first purchase. Use promo code locked on at checkout. Enjoy the color and comfort of a life less ordinary with Stance. Welcome back in, Locked On Texans viewers and listeners. And thank you for making this episode a part of your daily listen. We are free and available on all major platforms, as promised. Outside linebacker number 13 for the Nebraska Huskies, JoJo Doman. Man, I'm super excited for. Uh, this interview, having a discussion with you about your future, which is, you know, I'm sure a talk of the town right now with you, your family, and your teammates. You decided to declare for this NFL draft. But welcome to the Locked On Texans podcast. And how are you doing today, man? Thanks for having me, John. I'm feeling awesome, man. Doing a lot of good things, really attacking this offseason. So this is just another way to get it in. Right. Before we hop into the football, you know, I went to your Twitter page and there's a pinned tweet. The Blue Notes, the Blue Notes hype video, Meek Mill, and I, I, yeah, man, I, I love that song. Actually, I'm a big fan of Meek Mill. Um, how, who's one of your artists that you get ready for for game day, or whenever you go to practice, or just get you in that mode? Who's, who's one of those artists? Nipsey Hussle. Yep, the marathon. Yeah, Nipsey got me through my uh, second ACL surgery and it's got me right ever since. So I stick to I stick to Nip and obviously I like Meek Mill and honestly before games I also there's a time to ramp up my energy and time to kind of conserve it. Um so I also listen to kind of just low key music that just is just building all that energy. Yeah, I suggest you guys go check out that at Jojo Doman on Twitter. That pinned tweet, man, it got me hyped for this interview. I do want to ask you about the hand injury, how is rehabbing that process? And in this offseason going for you right now? The hand's going great. I'm five weeks out yesterday. Uh, so I should be I should be close to 100% when the senior bowl rolls around. It's been good, man. It was, it was tough to get knocked out and not finish the year with my guys. But, uh, you know, things happen beyond our control. And we got to roll with the punches. And we got to make the most of them. And we got to make every decision we make the right decision. So I, I, I did what I had to do. And it's putting me in a good position to get healthy to really attack this uh, this combine prep, the Senior Bowl prep. Right, so you will be attending the t- uh, Senior Bowl. Um, what are some of the things that you want to accomplish in front of those coaches and scouts ahead of the 2022 draft? Yeah, I just want to give them an accurate depiction of, of who I am and, and what kind of football player I'm about. So uh, just I'm excited for the one-on-ones going against wide receivers, tight ends, running backs, and I'm excited to – also challenge my football knowledge, really getting to learn a new system. And even though it's probably just vanilla stuff, uh, I'm ready to learn a whole new playbook and really expand in my football uh, knowledge. So that's a, that's exciting for me. Speaking of your football knowledge, what are some of the advantages uh, coming back for your sixth year has taught you? Who? Uh, I wasn't. I mean, it's been a lifelong dream of mine to play in the NFL. And, and could I have gone to the NFL last year? Yes. Um, but I felt like I had unfinished business. I wanted to absolutely dominate at the college level before I took the, the next step to the league. And I also I wasn't done yet uh, fulfilling my duties as a Nebraska Cornhusker. So uh, this six year really just helped me uh, just really come into myself, develop as a leader, develop physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually. And uh, I'm, I'm ready. Like I've never felt more ready for this next step. And how does it feel to win 
uh, and earn all AP American honors for Nebraska. And you got this is the first Nebraska to earn those honors since 2014. Am I correct? That's right. I still don't have the words. Um, I got goosebumps right now just thinking about it. It's an absolute honor. Uh, this is this is what I dreamed of. Like when I'm coming back from my senior year, I wanted to be all all Big Ten. I wanted to be an All American. I wanted to win a Big Ten championship. And even though not all those things came to fruition, for this one to to still come through is is definitely a, a blessing. So um, I'm honored by anybody that that feels that way about me as a football player and. I look forward to taking this momentum into my draft process. Speaking of the draft process, I want to talk about some of the field work. Now, you currently are an outside linebacker in a 3-4 defense. Do you feel more comfortable in that role, or what if the team that drafts you wants to put your hand in the dirt? How do you how – do, how would you go about that? Hand in the dirt? Yeah. Yeah, I'd probably have to gain a few pounds to put my hand in the dirt. Um, but I'm confident that I can I'm, – I'm a football player. Plain and simple. Um, you need me to do something, I'll do it, and I'll find a way to get better at it to succeed um, in that area. So if that's rushing the passer, dropping in coverage, covering a slot, covering a tight end, covering running backs, blitzing, this, that, whatever, special teams, I'm for it. And I am looking, I'm definitely looking forward to, to upping my arsenal, increasing my arsenal and my skill set. And I understand that being a pro is, is exactly that, being a pro in, in every way, shape, or form. And Whatever's asked of me, I'm I'm ready to fulfill those duties. What player would you compare yourself to? If there was a player that you've watched, uh, whether it had been a first or second year player in the NFL or a longtime vet, who would you compare yourself to? Man, the first person that came to head, to my mind was was Tyron Matthew, just because he's a ball hawk and and. That's that's who I try to emulate my game after is just always being around the ball on top of being in the box, out of the box, coverage, blitzing, run support. I can do it all. So uh, that was the first guy that came to mind. Honey Badger. Okay. The Honey Badger. Yeah, that's a good uh, comparison to have. And any thoughts on the Texans? And I know uh, right now they are uh, not, the, you know, probably the most desired franchise to go to at this moment in time, but any thoughts on possibly playing for them if they call your name on draft night? Man, I went to a Texas game when I was little. Um, Houston, uh, Houston's a good area. I'm honestly just, I'm ready for anybody. And, and if it's Texans, I'll, I'll, I'll say like, I'm ready to go to work with a smile on my face, regardless of who it is. Um, so that, that's kind of my approach is I don't, I don't even have people ask. I'm sure people ask everybody like, who do you want to go to? Who are your favorites? And I just want to play ball and, and play for an organization that, that wants to win and that is doing whatever it takes to win. And I, and I, and I really want to pride myself on coming in there and being a staple for the culture, for, for how things are done, how the approach of everything. I just want to be a guy that's bringing the guy that's up leveling the guys around him and wherever that is, that is. There you guys have it, JoJo Dolman of the Nebraska Cornhuskers. Again, the first Nebraska Cornhusker to win uh, and earn all AP American honors since 2014. And unfortunately, your season was ended early to that uh, hand injury. Is there anything you would like to give to Nebraska, the university? Uh, you know, thank you letter, note that you can say. Like anything that you can leave them with because you had a great career with them. Yeah. Nebraska was just the ground that, that grew me into to the man that I am today. Uh, the adversity that I've faced and the relationships that I've built 
since stepping foot in this state has been unlike anything I could ever imagine. So uh, this place is really the, the soil in which I was nurtured and I was able to grow in. And I'm eternally thankful for that. That was Jojo Dolman out of Nebraska. Super great conversation that Cody and I will discuss it a little bit coming up. But this holiday season, grab the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar or even better than the candy bar. Built bar filled with so much holiday goodness, rich with decadent flavor, covered in chocolate, but amazingly low in calories, sugars, net carbs and fat and high in protein. You get the best of both worlds, delicious and healthy with so many different flavors. You will have a hard time choosing. Trust me, I do. You have flavors like raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, cookies and cream, and peanut butter brownie. Go to build.com and use promo code LOCK15 and you'll get 15% off your order. Again, go to promo code, use promo code, excuse me, LOCK15 at build.com for 15% off at build.com. Thanks for making the Locked On Texans your first listen every day. Be sure to check out the crossover show with the Locked On Jaguars tomorrow. Now make your second listen the Locked On Bets podcast, your daily one-stop shop for all of your gambling needs. Locked On Bets, hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling, is free and available on all platforms. Cody, you know, that interview was very interesting. Like I mentioned earlier, it was short, it was concise to the point, but I think we were able to kind of discuss a little bit of what I wanted to get out of him, pull a little bit out of him. And one thing that I heard was that word culture. <laughs> and, you know, discussing how he would feel if the Houston Texans called his name on draft night, you know, I, I think this is a, a group that for Houston will be adding defensive players. There are a lot of players coming out of this year's draft, right? Uh, especially considering – the COVID year that they allow NCAA players. So we have a, a boost of numbers coming out. Houston will be doing their due diligence on bringing in players and removing players. Now, whether or not they call his name, which we will see in, in, in a few months, he did mention that culture. He did mention how important it is for him to come in and work and become a part of that. And for Houston, Cody, I think it's important that they set that tone, which is what they've been trying to do, whether we agree with it or not. Um, they've been working on creating what they believe the culture should be. It's important that they make that clear and, and, and concise once the draft kicks off because they want players to know what they're about. And I'm sure players want to know what the, you know, what the Houston Texans are about and how they can fit in, in this quote unquote culture. Yeah, John, that was an awesome interview that you did with Jojo. And look, I do believe that he could be a valuable piece for the Houston Texans moving forward, you know, especially considering that I do believe he can actually help the Texans in a rebuild. However, like I mentioned once before, I'm not against the Texans finding finding guys who actually fit their culture. I just have a I just have a problem when they start valuing culture over talent. If you are a talented guy and you and and you and even though you might not fit the culture, you can work around that. But there has been too many times throughout the Houston Texans over the last what let's say 24 months that they have valued the culture over the talent. And that is why we're sitting here today with the Houston Texans entering week 15 with a two and 11 record. But look, I'm actually hoping that Jojo has an opportunity to hear his name called by the Houston Texans. Yeah, I think Jojo is an interesting prospect. Honestly, you know, he spent six years at Nebraska came back due to uh, the COVID year that they allowed seniors to come back on <clears throat> and uh in some of the bigger games 
of Nebraska before he went down due to that hand injury. You know, he shot in a lot of those bigger games, right? And I also think he's a prospect where we kind of talked about it briefly, whether or not he has to, if he had to transition over to putting his hand in the dirt, you know, he said he had to get bigger, but, you know, he's good in pass coverage as an outside linebacker, which is something that I think Houston needs. They definitely need that. Right. He's good at getting after the quarterback. I think he had two and a half sacks on the year, but he had, you know, quarterback hits and he's very good at reading run plays. And so, you know, he is a, a player, a young man that I think Houston could use, whether or not that's, you know, if he'd be selected day two, three or four, whatever, he'd be selected, you know, in the round process. I think he's a talented young man. I really do. And whether or not this Houston or some other team calls his name, you know, he's going to be able to affect somebody's franchise. I'm John Hickman of the Locked On Texas podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to the Locked On Texas YouTube page. Like us on Facebook. Also follow me on Twitter at Locked On, I'm sorry, at John underscore Hickman 12. And follow us on Twitter at Locked On Texas. And as always, I'm your host, Cody Davis. Please remember to follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24. Once again, that's Cody, C-O-T-Y, D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, peace. You are Locked On Texans, your daily podcast on the Houston Texans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.